Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another Geek Time Radio. Uh, we're on episode 22 this week and I have Chris with me. Hello. Hello. You are right? I'm okay. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Good, good, good. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, binge watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks on TV, actually. Yes, um, it has. Orange is the New Black came out uh, over the weekend, or last Friday. Yes. Uh, on Netflix. Finished it all week, over the weekend. Fantastic. Oh, wow. Great. A um, little bit different to previous seasons. It delves more into the backstories of um, some of the lesser known characters that have sort yeah. of been present in season one and season two. Um, but more about their stories rather than how that why they're in prison, like whether they've killed someone or drugs or whatever. It's been more about, I guess, why they are how they are in terms yeah. of how they act interact with people and yeah. situations and stuff so that's been really really good um, obviously Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finished last Friday as well oh yes season, yes it did um, which was just amazing yes I'm still a little disappointed with um, uh, the Inhumans because they weren't really proper Inhumans but no I'm guessing it's more of set up for future seasons and obviously the films as well. Yeah. Um, but amazing ending, fantastic ending. It was. Have you, have you? Did you watch it? Have you seen it? Yes. Yet? Yes. I've seen it. So. I was. Yeah. It was. I was. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. It was a bit like. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That. That was. Yeah. That. 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 Like the little kind of post-credit bit that was just kind of. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But. So, um, yeah, just finished um, Shadow of Mordor, PS4, yes. um, which was fantastic. Really enjoyed that. And I've just, I'm going back to Dragon Age <laughs> <laughs> because I've just downloaded the pack, so I should be doing that after this. Yes. Um, lots of comic book reading, saw Jurassic Park, which then we're going to talk about in a bit anyway. Yes. Um, but yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. So, yeah. How about you? What have cool. you been up to? <laughs> uh, I, I have also been binge watching Origins of the New Black, uh, so I, I'm I'm not quite finished yet. I'm I think I'm on episode ten at the moment. Cool. So, yeah, I, I am really enjoying it. As you say, it's, it's much less Piper centric uh, yeah. now. There's there's less kind of solid uh, through story. It's more kind of uh, bits and pieces from from like of the of the different people and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, which is kind of different and interesting. Um, I, I I do like that show though. It's always nice yeah. to see more of people like Boo and and that she's a great character. 
that's it. Uh, so, you know, I, I do enjoy that show. So I've been watching that. I've watched a few episodes of Sense8, um, mm-hmm. which I haven't gone back to yet, uh, which is, that's that's been really um, interesting and sort of different. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, as we put it last week, adult hugging. Uh, in yeah, that show. yeah. An awful lot. Uh, so yes, there's there's uh, that that I haven't gone back to that since last week yet. Uh, just had other things to do, so um, uh, I will at some point because mm. I do want to see where that goes. Um, so I've been watching that. Um, Game wise, um, Elder Scrolls Online is the thing that I've picked up recently. How's that going? Because I. Almost brought it the weekend, and I'm just hopefully going to wait a little bit till it gets, comes down in price because it's ridiculously expensive. Yeah, but how how are you finding it? Um, I'm actually quite enjoying it. It's um, I actually bought it on PC, which has been yeah. out for a while on PC. Um, and uh, generally the reaction because it's just come out on the PS4 and Xbox and all that. Uh, the generally the reaction seems fairly good from people. Um. Uh, and and it's it seems to have been going down fairly well. I personally am I'm quite enjoying it. It's not it's not Skyrim. Um, yeah. It is very definitely an MMO. I was going to ask that because they've never really obviously it's Elder Scrolls. It's part of the Elder Scrolls yeah. series, but they've never plugged it as Skyrim Two or, no. or the or the or the follow on. It's they've been very clear to make sure people realise that it is. It is different. It's yes. part of the series, but it's also separate as yeah. well in terms of gameplay and stuff. It is. Um, I mean, it, it is like you, you took um, a decent MMO like WoW mm. or, or um, Old Republic, something like that, um, and then mashed that together with um, Skyrim or one of those type of Bethesda games. Yeah. Um, there is i mean it definitely feels like a mashup of of the two mm. uh the 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 questing stuff in it isn't is guided but not overly guided so you still get the sort of freedom that you get with things like skyrim but it is more guided than something like skyrim yeah but you do find yourself wandering around and and you sort of yeah, you've got a quest over one side of the map and then you just happen to wander into another quest hub so you end up mm. doing five other things you know um so there there is quite a lot of that sort of stuff going on it's got a very traditional mmo setup in some respects mm. um but uh it's got a very um interesting crafting system if you're into crafting okay. um it, the crafting system's far closer to something like the skyrim system yeah um so if you're into if you're into your crafting, it's it's probably one of the most interesting and advanced crafting systems oh, I've right. seen in those sort of games, in MMOs. Mm. Um, so that's quite good fun, and and yeah, you you do get you do get a, a vibe of it being a Bethesda game, you know, mm. um, of that freedom in it. Um, it's just not quite as as free and open as something like Skyrim. Um, mm-hmm. Or Fallout, all that sort of, sort of stuff. It's it's a little bit more restricted than that, but it's still very good fun. You know, um, you you don't you don't feel one thing you don't feel is you don't feel you have you're stuck in one area to level and then get forced into another area. And yeah. I'm not I'm not getting that vibe at the moment. I mean, I kind of um, I ended up you, the, you dumped in Daggerfall to start off with, um, mm. and then you get pick up various quests and you can do stuff around there and one of the quests um happens to take you to an island which is sort of 
off the edge of, of the map so um you get a boat and end up going over there and then there's a yeah. bunch of quests to do there and then you end up coming back to Daggerfall. i i think i believe that's how it originally started um yeah before they revamped it um because it, it got slated quite a lot when it first came out and i think part of the problem was they started you on a kind of starter island and then forced you through a bunch of of things to do before you ended up at daggerfall um whereas now they dump you in daggerfall and basically say go nuts do what you want Mm -hmm. but a lot of mmos do that don't they i mean like um guild wars does it with guild wars you you start you all start off in in the same city the same area and then you unlock like two or three areas as you grow between the levels and you pick your path why well, was sort of the same you know you there's certain areas you can't go to well you can go yeah. to but you'd be killed straight away yeah because you need to be higher levels yeah but um, i mean that there's and there isn't as much of of that so far you know you do kind of get the feeling if you want to kind of just wander off and go somewhere yeah you can do that and you might get killed you might not but there's there doesn't seem to be as much restriction there yeah. certainly doesn't feel like there is as much restriction in that see i just can't be i mean i really i i don't really like like re- overly open games i enjoy i enjoyed skyrim but in all honesty once i completed the main quest yeah and i was only like level 20 i was a bit like oh mm-hmm. is is that it for the main quest i realize there's like there's probably another hundred hours of gameplay but yeah. it's like i've done the main quest i can't be bothered with these smaller quests <laughs> So I actually gave up when I was about level 20. So I'm really interested to see what... um, Yeah, in which case, this might be much better for you. Because it it is... You do have a lot of kind of freedom to wander around. But there are those guided paths kind of through. And there are a lot of little things to do that you kind of stumble across as you're going through main quest paths, you know. Uh, So have to get it then, I think. Yeah, I I think if, if you want it slightly more restricted than something like skyrim then yeah then yeah it, it will be your sort of game definitely just give it a go yes um there is one show um going back to tv there is is one show we haven't talked about yet go on which game of thrones i've not watched it yet oh no <laughs> it's fine i'm, I'm watching it tonight so you can talk about it it's fine uh, i don't know uh, i no, don't know I, what happens i i can't okay well well yes okay well the problem, i i i won't i won't say any more then uh we'll we'll have to talk about that either next week or next time you're on um, <laughs> no you can talk about it it's fine honest no honestly. no because because it's unfair to but to... you can you can you can like listen to my reaction because i know oh. there's been like youtube videos of like of people watching it and stuff like that so I'm, I've got, I think I've got well, last week's I, I don't know whether I, maybe, maybe we maybe we should leave it for a bit because okay. let other people watch it first yeah. but it is I've stayed away from Facebook particularly yeah. for that reason and I've seen a lot of people get very angry yeah. about people spoiling it I, and talking I, about it yeah so. exactly so maybe, maybe we should leave it for a bit okay. um, but yeah I, I the the, <laughs> the event that happens towards the end of the episode yeah. I, I don't think is as final as as it first appears should we put it that way okay um we'll put it that way so um yeah it's uh it's it's game of thrones wrenching at heartstrings as usual Uh, Uh, so so yes um uh, there's there's interesting things going on with that well i'm i'm watching i've set aside time tonight to watch it once we've literally finished this podcast so so yeah Um, another tv actually yes have you watched any of I can't remember what it's called there. You know what I'm like with names. Grace and... Oh, the on uh, Netflix. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I haven't. It's one that's on my list to watch. I want to know whether it's any good or not. But it's um... really good. Oh, cool. I've, I've really fallen in love with it. That's it's... Martin Sheen, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. And um, uh, Jane Fonda. Yes. As well. Um, it's not intentionally funny, like canned laughter, forced funny. Yeah. It's the situations and. You you completely and utterly fall in love with the characters and what they're going through. Like the first episode, the two the two wives who aren't really friends, their husbands are the friends. Right. They're going out for dinner. The husbands turn up. They think they're going to retire. The husbands then turn around and say, um, "We're we're both leaving you. We're gay. We're moving in together, and we're going to get married." And this has been going on for twenty years, and that's how it starts. But it's not like oh, this is really funny. It's about how Jane Fonda and the other wife deal with the situation, and it, you just completely fall in love with them. Um, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. So it's, it is worth watch, watching, definitely. <laughs> cool. Yes, that that sounds sounds interesting. I will have to go and uh, and try that. I love Martin <laughs> Sheen anyway. He's fabulous. He's good. So very good. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's that's one that I I think I will go back and watch. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else TV-wise I've been watching. No, I think that's that's most of the the stuff covered for this week. Um, the other thing that's that's happening this week is E3, mm. of course. It is indeed. Um, so there's been lots and lots and lots of of stuff uh, coming yeah. out and still coming out at the moment for E3. But we thought we'd talk about some of the stuff that's that's come out already. Uh, the the big thing which I watched the um, the whole conference um, for. Uh, the announcement for was Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, we've been talking about Skyrim and I'm terrible with a lot of the Bethesda games because I, I have, you know, I'll get so far with them and then kind of wander away and, and do something yeah. else and then find them very difficult to get back into. Yeah. Fallout 3 is one of the few games of theirs which I kind of played solidly from start to finish. There's something about that world that I really liked. I think part of it's the music as well because the music yeah. is just great. <laughs> um, so you, you've seen some of the videos for this, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I've I've never played Fallout before. It, it, oh, I mean, okay. I've, al- I've always uh, always had a PlayStation, um, but I've never played Fallout. I don't don't know why. It just hadn't. I just I, to be honest, I'd never even heard of it until about Fallout Three. Um, Adam is very, very well, absolutely loves it, so he's incredibly so excited about the new one. Yeah, because um, they released two because the other week they released like um, more the visuals and the the scenery type. Yeah, video. it was a it was a sort of pre rendered trailer thing, wasn't it? That was it. Yeah, and and it looked good, but it didn't really give it anything away. And then this week, obviously at E three, they've released the a lot of the gameplay trailers as well. Yeah. And I have to say, it looks brilliant. Yeah. I love the idea behind it, like this post-apocalyptic, you know, you know, a post-apocalyptic world. Um, so that it just looks, it looks fantastic. It really does. So I'm coming from it from having never played any of them before. Yeah. Um, it looks great. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah, I um, I really really enjoyed three and New Vegas, which was the follow-up from it, was yeah. quite good. Um, and I mean the stuff that they've added to the to Fallout Four, which is things like uh, the ability to build your own um, uh, bases, 
um, is one of the things that they put in which we've never had before. So you can you can kind of break things down in the world and like because they've always had a lot of stuff that yeah. you can pick up. You, you know, Bethesda games have always been, you know, you can randomly pick up spoons and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So now what they've done is basically everything you can pick up can be repurposed as something else. And it's the same with the crafting system. So you can you can pick up, like, um, you know, a toy car to, and take the screws out of it. You can pick up a teddy bear and use the stuffing for something. Yeah. Um, and then take all these bits and use them for... Um, constructing um, guns or, you know, weapons of some point or tables or chairs or, you know, all that sort of stuff. But you can also destroy s- certain houses in certain areas and uh, rebuild entirely entire bases and, and set up um, gun turrets and uh, that you can wire everything together so, you know, things are controlled if they cross, certain, you know, so if you get raided and somebody crosses the line... Yeah. Um, it will automatically fire the gun turrets at them. Um, in one of the trailers I was watching today, they actually had helicopters and stuff in it as well, which they've never had before. Right. Um, so you can you can throw like a, a, a flare, and a helicopter will turn up, which you can kind of get in and and fly around. In. Um, so there's all sorts of uh, new things coming to mm. this version of the game. They've improved various things, even the character creation stuff which yeah. is is kind of um rather than having sliders you basically mold the face of the person right um and you can choose to play as male or female and it's it's a couple kind of looking in the mirror and arguing about you know, who gets to look in the mirror <laughs> and and uh you can sort of pull the mold the faces and they have a child um and the child is randomly generated based on how you mold the faces of the parents <laughs> flipping heck it's insane um so yeah i that they've they've put so much work into into yeah. it. it it looks phenomenal it's out no, uh 10th of november um and i'm really looking forward to that coming that i you know i'm top of my list i think of, of things uh to come good good um Dishonored 2 they announced as well I've not seen any of the trailer stuff for that I'm not sure the no I haven't I've seen the pictures but I've not seen any of the trailers okay I, I, um, I haven't seen much more of that I really enjoyed the first one of those yeah um, that was really good fun um, ironically I interviewed um, a guy called Dan Litch this week who is the uh, guy Adam is furious right. at this because he loves it like musically he's just that the yeah this is the that is the music guy, isn't it? This yes. Is the composer. Yes. I thought, I'm just checking. I got that right. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. This um, stuff is. I, I I interviewed Dan this week. Um. For this is the second time I've interviewed him. Um. I may go and interview him again because it, it, the interview was hilarious because he's the guy that does the music for Dexter as well. Yeah. <laughs> so the interview was like. Uh, uh, it went along the lines of so you've you've uh, you've got the um, uh, you know, he he's just come back from a, a thing doing some live shows uh, for for Dexter uh, you know like a, a a little kind of mini tour thing so yeah talked a little bit about that uh, so what else are you working on well I'm working on a game but I can't tell you anything yeah <laughs> I, I, I'm almost guarantee you it was Dishonored too and you kind of think why didn't they wait until after the announcement. <laughs> to tell me because yeah. I'm sure that must be what he was working on because if he worked on the first one he must have worked on the second one surely it's so got to be like, because he's I, isn't it his son or relative 
I think sings does the the song on the soundtrack. Um, oh, and I, I can't. I don't know what it's called, but the the the, the sound the one of the one of the songs the actress singing on is fantastic. Uh, and I think it's it's a relative, and I think it's his son, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So it would it, yeah, it would make sense. Okay, well I'll I'll um I'll have to ask him about that. I, I'm going to try and book another interview with him so I can I can extend the stuff that we talked about before <laughs> before we put it out. Um, uh, so I, I might try and Skype him later and, and just check whether it, that was the thing that he was talking about, yeah. um, or rather not talking about. Uh, so, so there's there's that that's been announced. There's yeah. uh, Mass Effect Andromeda as well, yeah. um, which um, is is on the opposite of the uh, Bethesda scale. That's uh, Bioware. Um, they've announced it for vaguely holiday 2016. I'm assuming that means December next year, I, I, but I suppose it could mean January um, 2016, I guess. But I'm yeah. assuming it doesn't. I'm assuming it means means uh, December, you know, because it'll be no, I would thought some November release for next year. Yeah. Um, but that that looks uh, that looks pretty good from the the um, few bits and pieces of trailers I've seen for it. Uh, they're set in a in a kind of new world. Um, mm. So it's separate from the old Mass Effect storylines. Um, so that that'll be nice. I, I enjoyed the first three Mass Effect games. You played those as well, didn't you? I have, yeah, yes. I have. Played. I did enjoy them. So yeah, quite looking forward to the next one. So yeah, very good. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic has got an expansion yes. coming out called Knights of the Fallen Empire. There's no gameplay stuff for that. They've talked a bit about it um, uh, going back to your choices. Um, having more of a of an 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 action in the game, yeah. you know, an effect on the game. Uh they have released in true Bioware style one of the most beautiful Star Wars trailers. Yes. Um it, it just mm. absolutely stunning about about sort of two brothers. Um yeah. um I just just brilliant. I will post that on the site. But see why don't they when they did like the animation series <laughs> and stuff like that, why don't they use that instead? Because yeah. I could have watched the trailer for for ages, for hours, because um, it was so beautifully shot. Um, it was just, it was just brilliant. And why, like I said, why do they don't uh, make the actual animations like that, like the yeah. TV series and stuff? Uh, it's beyond me. But no, it was brilliant. I, I suppose it's possibly because the TV shows are, are aimed at, at children more. Um, I guess. Uh, but 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 yeah, I mean, you could do some absolutely stunning, um, mm. sort of more adult orientated. TV shows uh, yeah. based around those animations because they are beautiful. Um, <clears throat> I also they released a, a Star Wars Battlefront trailer as well, um, yeah. and I, I'm never, I'm not really a huge Battlefront per- person. I, I don't really um, you know do those sort of games generally, mm. uh, but it's Star Wars and yeah. and it looks just incredible. There's a, <laughs> a battle sequence on Hoth, um, and you know the I just people taking down um atats uh using the uh the the tow cables off the snow speeders yep. and stuff just just amazing absolutely stunning um and the the end of the trailer has sort of luke turning up and battling against vader um <laughs> and it's all in game footage from ps4 as well i mean it's it just incredible um so that looks really good um 
and and the other the other trailer that came out, which was just brilliant, is for uh, South Park. South oh, Park, yes. the the fractured but whole. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the way to pronounce it. Um, so uh, yes, that the the fractured but whole is follow on from the Stick of Truth, which was the uh, the previous game, which I loved. It was absolutely. <laughs> just hilarious one of one of the best kind of rpgs i've played in a very long time um despite it being sort of you know standard south park type graphics and yeah. you know all 2d kind of stuff um just amazing and the trailer looks absolutely brilliant for it, it i'm it so does it does i mean they've, they've ramped it up haven't they they've moved looks like they're moving away from your lord of the rings wizards yes through into to super superheroes. superheroes yeah um, which is it's just gonna be great um but there were some other games as well i mean I, uh look at i was watching some of the the videos earlier on um, yeah. doom oh um, yeah that's one of the the big announcements um, as well. What else we got? They they re. I need to read it more into this, but they're remastering uh, Final Fantasy or re-releasing it, but not in the sense of they slightly upgrade the graphics like they do, and it's still appalling and you still can't see it. Yeah. Um. On a oh yeah on a, a proper HD screen, I think they're like completely redoing, remastering the game and the, the graphics and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I read something briefly about that being a remake. Yes, they were yeah. saying. Uh, so so that's an intriguing idea. They're yeah. not only remaking movies; they're remaking video games at this point as well. Um, so. What else you got? You got um, uh, DS. I can never pronounce this. I've always called it Juice X, but I think it's D- Deus X. Deus X. Yeah. Um, the follow up to that, I love. Well, I love the first one. Yeah. Uh, I love the second one on PS3, and I think it was out on Xbox and PC as well. Yeah. Um, so the third installment looks fantastic. Yeah, well, actually, this is is isn't this technically the fourth? Because there were two. There was the original game. There was a follow up to that. And yes, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah, and so and then there was a third one, which was uh, was it called Human Evolution? I think the third one. Yeah. Um, and then um, yeah, so this is this is the uh, the the fourth a fourth one, isn't it? Now I think in the series. So that's going to be great because it's still got this. It's got this character from Human Re- Revolution. He's still yes. in it. Um, so we've got that. What else have we got? And going back to Star Wars. Um, in Disney Infinity 3.0, okay. announced that, and they with that they're launching a, I think it's Inside Out. That's the new Disney Pixar film. Oh, I think it's called yeah. Inside Out. Yeah. That, so you've got that, and you've got Star Wars playset with it as well. Um, I actually returned Disney Infinity on the weekend. Yeah. I pay. I've played it for about an hour, if that, and was really, really disappointed with it. I had the Marvel version yeah um and it was it was really boring i mean i know it's a kid's game um but it was just really really dull i mean i've, I've played skylanders for for years yeah. <laughs> um and it, i don't think you can really compare it to be honest but um they are releasing uh, a star wars pack with a new disney infinity um and you get all the uh spaceships with it as well oh, Luke, wow. chewbacca all this sort of stuff so it looks quite good, but remember, it's still it is still a kids' game. I mean, yeah. you can't really compare um, Disney Infinity to uh, Battlefront or no, it's the Old Republic or anything like that. Yeah, but it, you know, it still looks all right. So, so yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot coming out this year. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Well, so. I mean, there's certainly a lot announced whether they'll all come out this year. Yeah, is a different yeah. question. But there's, I mean, you know, Fallout Fall, as I say, is coming out. You've got Batman coming out this year as well, Batman mm-hmm. Arkham Knight, uh, which is out next month, twenty second or third or something like that. Um, so, so that's due out. I mean, there's there's a lot of of interesting and good looking games coming up. I'm really looking forward. It's been very good E3 so far. Yeah. Um, and there's there's still some time to go on it. So we'll see what else turns up. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk a bit about it next week as well. <laughs> so, uh, so with E3 out of the way, let's go on to some uh, some TV and film news. <laughs> First bit of uh, TV news is to do with uh, Daredevil, which you've probably seen the news for this already because it's all over the internet. But they've yep. they've cast the Punisher um, mm. for Daredevil season two, uh, and it's um, John Burtonthal. I'm guessing that's pronounced. <laughs> um, he was the guy that plays Shane in the first few seasons of uh, Walking Dead. Um, I think that's a superb bit of casting. Yeah, I'd, definitely. He, just looks right, has the right voice, has the right attitude. Um, uh, there's no news at all about what they're actually going to to do with him, whether he's going to be kind of turn up for a small arc, whether he's going to be a, a major character, whether I, I suspect they may see how well he works and then maybe spin him off into his own thing, yeah. possibly. Um, but I'd, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? You know these characters better than I do, probably. So. I, well, I, I don't know Punisher that well, but I know the, the people that I know that knows, but they know Punisher are very pleased with the decision. Yes. Um, but I think, yeah, I think he, he's a perfect fit, fit for it. I mean, he was perfect in, in Walking Dead. He's sort of moody, deep voice. Yeah. Bit of an asshole. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think he, he's going to make a very, very good Punisher, and I'm hoping, like you, like you've just said, that that's what they're going to do. They're going to try him out on a couple of episodes, something like that, and then maybe do a, like his own spin-off series because yeah. the Punisher needs one. Punisher really needs yeah. a, a spin-off season. It, yeah, it could be fantastic. I so. sort of it would be quite nice for him to turn up fully formed and not do an origin story for him. <laughs> Yeah, and I, th- and I think it fits well because now that Marvel, because the, the phenomenal success that Daredevil was, I think Marvel have realised that there is that adult market. Yeah. So although you know Age of Ultron is for adults as well, Daredevil, you know, well, was it eighteen? Uh, well, I, I don't know whether it's actually had a rating on it, but it certainly felt like a, a strong fifteen to me. It was, it was quite brutal, wasn't it? So yeah. I think they've realised that there is that market for those much darker, gorier, more graphic characters, yeah. which Punisher is. I mean, you couldn't do, uh, you know, an Agents of Shield no. version of, of Punisher because I mean, it's it's not just not him. No, and and I mean, Punisher is is yeah. For, for those that don't know, he's basically, he's a vigilante, but he's quite happy killing people <laughs> in fairly violent ways. Um, so unlike Daredevil, who, uh, yes, I mean, it's it's hand-to-hand and it gets kind of rough, but it, not, you know, Punisher sort of level. Yeah. Um, so that will be a, an interesting kind of mix. They've met in the comic books before, um, so they've got stuff to work with as well. Uh, on this um punisher has sort of tied up and abused daredevil before now <laughs> so that could could make for a, a very very interesting part of season two mm-hmm. um haven't they you may i think from my already touched upon this but uh, in another podcast uh bullseye is it oh, bullseye 
Is it Jason Statham? Yeah, it's that's going as bullseye. No, well, they were no. He's most definitely not going as bullseye because oh, right, okay. he made he made a um, he made a statement. In fact, I think he's probably just talked himself out of ever having ever working for Marvel because um, basically in a, in a uh, TV junkie said you could you could put my grandmother. Uh, on a green screen and she could be in the, in the Avengers because um, of course he does a lot of his own stunt work and you know he's, it's a lot of it is in camera stuff um, so his feeling was um, why would I want to be in a superhero movie basically um, so uh, I, I don't think that's very likely going to happen okay. um, <laughs> um, but yes he was rumoured to being around it would be nice to see Bullseye but it won't mm. be Jason Statham uh, I do think it was a bit of a weird choice yeah I don't know I mean I could see it working but yeah, I, and I do quite like Jason Statham as a you know. I think his films, um, some of them are quite good. So some uh, of them are a bit ridiculous, but um, yeah, like Crank or whatever it was called, oh, when he has to electrocute himself. Or... Terrible, terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> so uh, moving from Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead, um, there's been an announcement today that Fear the Walking Dead is coming to the UK. Um, Unfortunately, the channel it's coming to is a new channel called AMC Global. And as of the moment, the only place you can get AMC Global is on BT's UView platform. Right. Um, because BT have apparently done an exclusive deal to bring AMC, uh, AMC being the network in the US that makes um, Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and all those sort of shows. Um, they've now done an exclusive deal to bring that channel to the UK, but it looks like it's only going to be on the UView um, platform, which has got like a million or so subscribers. I mean, yeah. it, it just... I, I I dread to think how much BT paid AMC for that. I mean, the the one problem with AMC is we know they're a incredible money grabbing network. Yeah. Um, we know from the reports that have come out about the way that they treat people. Um, so if somebody if BT offered them a huge pile of cash, they will have looked at the pile of cash, seen dollar signs, and not looked yeah. at anything else. Um, the problem with that is if that is the only place and it is an exclusive deal and it doesn't end up on Sky um, or, you know, Netflix or one of the other platforms fairly mm. sharpish after it airs there, it's just going to get pirated to death. Yeah. So so it, it's a bit pointless, apart from the fact that they got given a load of money for it. But, I mean, it does nobody any good in terms of the piracy thing. Um, there are are rumours that there are talks with Sky and stuff going on, but I can't mm. see where that's going to go if AMC have done an exclusive deal with BT. What a stupid move! Yeah, what a re- I mean, like BT's crap anyway. I mean, speaking from experience as a, a oh, former yeah. BT customer, <laughs> yeah. um, it's just atrocious. Well, I mean, the the thing is. Um, you know, BT took all those football rights um, mm. from, from uh, Sky, and you know they're they're trying to build up that platform. But I think um, there isn't enough other stuff on there for people no. to make the switch from being Sky to this. Um, you might sell. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a subscription. I don't think. I think you can just buy a box. Um. But the whole thing, when you look at it, is it's so 
confusing how they've set that up because yeah. you can get it from BT, you can get it from uh, I Talk Talk, I think, and somebody else. Um, then there's options where you can buy a box, but you can't record things. You can buy a box where you can record things, um, but not have it with a subscription. Yeah. Because if you've got to get a subscription, you have to get it through BT. And it looks like if you're going to do that, you've got to get, um, uh, you, you've got to be using their broadband. I, it's just, it, it doesn't, I haven't quite sussed it out. It doesn't really, it's not very clear Yeah. Uh, how it's going to work. Um, and it looks like you don't get all the channels if you've not got the subscription package. Oh, God. Um, so, and you kind of imagine that something like an exclusive AMC channel is is going to be on one of yeah one of the channels you don't get with just the box. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I, I, it just seems like a very silly move. Yeah. But as I say, AMC are known for for not seeing past the large piles of cash. Uh, so uh, if they threw enough money at it, that then you know AMC won't really care. Yeah. Um, and I suspect it will still turn up on something like Amazon's later date. Uh, you know, because this also doesn't affect existing rights as well. So uh, Netflix with Better Call Saul will stay there. Yeah. Um, the Walking Dead, the main show, will stay on Fox. Um, it, it's similar to the deal that that Sky did with HBO. Mm. Uh, in that, um, it, you know, that all, all the pre-existing deals that people had for hbo shows stayed in place yeah um so this is the same deal um but yeah i will be disappointed if if that doesn't find its way onto a sensible network (laughs) at some point so yes um fear the walking dead coming to the uk on probably the worst channel set up possible um Next up, uh, Jurassic World, uh, which yep. I know you've been and see. It's um, it's toppled the Avengers record of um, two hundred and seven point four million dollars on its domestic opening weekend, and it, by by making it two hundred and eight point eight million yep. uh, for its for opening weekend. I have to say, I mean, I I like Jurassic um, Park, the original. So uh, you know, and Jurassic World, I'm sure is a wonderful and very fine movie i just i i was surprised even when we did the the awards this year that i mean this came second for most mm. anticipated movie and I, i'm i'm was quite shocked by that i didn't think it would be that high but apparently dinosaurs are still very popular <laughs> i think people have very fond memories of jurassic park yeah. i mean you look at I, I, I you know i mean i know they can't do it all the time but I don't think you will ever be able to beat like the 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 look of those dinosaurs in the first one, no. the, the the animatronic ones at least, yeah, um, and the visuals behind them. And I think people just have a lot of fun memories. Are I know I do of the first one. I I remember when I went and saw it at the cinema with my with my dad. Yeah, um, everyone was dinosaur crazy, and it's. Yeah, I think it's just... Yeah, there's a yeah, nostalgia feel to it. This, I think there is, I mean, it's sort of, you know, little kids love dinosaurs, so it immediately appeals to them. Yeah. And you're going to draw in the old, old, older older people like us that have, you know, have grown up with, with the franchise and stuff. Yeah. Um, having seen it, it's a fantastic film. Really enjoy it. I wouldn't have said it was better than Age of Ultron, because I loved Age of Ultron as well. Yeah. Um, 
but he was. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Different. It felt different. Um, it was more of a popcorn film. It's like a film that you'd sit down yes, I've heard and watch that with lot. your family. Yeah. Rather, whereas Age of Ultron, I would, it was a fantastic film, but I don't think it would have done that. But it, it was like, I don't know, it's one of those family films yeah. that you would all sit down, all eat popcorn on the sofa, and it was a proper sofa film. I know yeah. we were in cinema, but yeah, yeah it was <laughs> just something about it. Um, yeah, proper, it was, proper blockbustery sort of, yeah. yeah. That's it. Have you seen this? I'm going to get his name wrong because I always get names wrong. Is it Kevin Fane from the Marvel yes. world? He sent a picture out earlier on of Chris Pratt riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> in front of all the Avengers uh, and he's congratulating um, Jurassic World yeah. on their ticket sales. And it was, that was lovely. It was yeah. really, really lovely. Yeah. The picture is quite, <laughs> quite funny as well. I'll have to go um, find that. But it's, um, <clears throat> it's a great film really really enjoyed it i mean it's about dinosaurs so you would think oh it you know it could be really daft they could go over the top but it, it wasn't they didn't make any stupid mistakes they didn't do stupid things you didn't find yourself shouting at the cinema screen or anything yeah. it was just it was a good film it was a really good film yeah i'm i'm uh definitely gonna go and see it i think um i i whether I'll whether I'll go get to the cinema to see it because you know what I'm like getting to the cinema, but um, yeah, I, I I do actually want to go and see it because I I really like Chris Pratt. I think he's a fantastic um, mm. screen presence. You know, he's funny and entertaining and very watchable. Um, so I'm and fit. <laughs> you might say that. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I am, um, I've seen the, the few of the TV spots and stuff and it, it does look, um, funny and interesting yeah. and different to, to, you know, the original park idea. So, uh, so I'm, I, uh, I am looking forward to seeing it and, um, yeah, uh, dinosaurs definitely popular again. Yeah. Um, speaking of, but, but saying that they've never, going back to games, there's never been a really decent dinosaur game. No. Ever. Other than what? Turok, like back of the N64 or whatever yeah, it was yeah, on. Yeah. There's, there's never dinosaurs have never translated to game very well. <laughs> no, no, that's very true. I don't know why that is. It's very odd. But um, then film films that make very good when they base games on films, they they always flop straight away, don't they? So. Yeah, I mean it's they've they've had they've had some success very occasionally, but it's it's not very often. No. Um, so uh, you know they. Um, the the telltale game of of um 
Uh, well, actually, the Back to the Future game was quite good that they did. Telltale make really good games, though. Yeah. Um, and and the Game of Thrones game they made is phenomenally good. Um, but yeah, it's it's few and far between. Yeah. And the Walking Dead game they made as well. Was yes. Absolutely yep. brilliant. Um, but yeah, they're few and far between. Uh, moving on from Avengers to well, potential Avengers, Spider Man. Um, yeah. There's been a few bits of of casting updates. There was supposed to be hearing next week they reckon uh there that we should get a final decision on who they're actually casting as spider-man <laughs> um they're all apparently in atlanta which is where they're shooting um uh, civil war right now uh for screen tests mm. um the four guys in contention are an english guy called tom holland who's 19 uh, was in uh, Wolf Hall, played Gregory Cromwell in Wolf Hall, and he was in The Impossible. Um, there's an English guy called Charlie Rowe, uh, who is 19 as well. Uh, he was in Red Band Society. He was in The Boat That Rocked as well. Um, the two American kids that they've got in are, are kids. I mean, there's Matthew Linz, who is 14, um, he's been in Sleepy Hollow, Banshee, Revolution. I mean, he's been acting since he was like two. Uh, yeah. And he's in the new Adam Sandler Pixels movie. Um, and a guy called Charlie Plummer, who is 15, uh, he played the young Michael Thompson in Boardwalk Empire. Um, and he's been in a TV show called Granite Flats. There's a slight bit of nepotism there because his dad was the producer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm sure he's a very fine actor. Um the the rumor is at the moment that the the top two uh, are Tom Holland and Charlie Rowe, but um, it depends who you talk to because apparently Sony are are pushing to have Tom Holland, um, but Marvel are quite keen on the idea of having a teenage Spider Man uh, right. and going with uh, Charlie Plummer. That's the latest rumors about it anyway. Um, so yeah, interesting that they've got sort of two English, you know, late teens um, and two very definite teens. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's a really weird. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Andrew Garfield, <clears throat> Andrew Garfield, didn't he? Yes. he? Like he was a bit older. Yeah, but he um, looks a lot younger as well, though. Yes, yeah, he does. Um, but the teenagers, do you think they're they're just going to be too young? They're I don't gonna, know. I, I mean. Gonna, he he was he was supposed to be Spider-Man from, you know, he was at school when he was supposed to be turned into Spider-Man. I think that could be an interesting kind of idea. I mean, maybe they will be too young. I don't know. Uh, but, but putting a fourteen-year-old with Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Captain America, if he's going to be Civil War or whatever, in future Avenger films, that's it's going to be a bit weird. And you've got this little boy in essence. Yeah. I don't know who will grow up through through the films. You know, like when the you know when the Spider-Man film actually yeah. comes out. He, if they pick a younger one, he'll, he'll be a lot older anyway. Um, I, I think I think the, one of the reasons that Sony, I think, will probably look to go want to go for an older guy rather than a fifteen-year-old is, um, I, you know, you've got a fifteen-year-old kid leading your movie. That must generate a shed load of extra work. Yeah, because you can only shoot for limited hours. Um, you've got to have tutors available. You've got to. Yeah. Have, I mean, I know whenever you're dealing with kids in a movie, you're going to have that. But you, you're talking about the guy that's the lead and pretty much going to be in every shot of the film. Yeah, that's going to really mess around with the schedule if the guy's under eighteen. Um, mm. 
so that that could make life very difficult and and it's not like it's a it's it's entire um yeah i don't know i mean there are movies obviously shot with kids but oh yeah yeah but um you know a marvel if they're just going to use him as part of an ensemble is you know might be quite keen to go with with a younger guy but um i I imagine sony's probably thinking that's going to be a lot of a headache (laughs) to deal with I just think, like, if you're putting up against a supervillain, you know, yeah. it's a 14 year old boy. Know, it, it could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, I don't know. It could be interesting um, because they've ne- that's one thing. That, the, the one thing it's got going for it, it's something we've never actually seen before. It really mm. is that sort of, you know, teen superhero of, of that, you know, it, it mixed in that kind of whole Avengers thing. We've not seen that before. So mm. I don't know. Maybe it would work. But. Uh, well, an interesting idea. Yeah, so no, we'll see it, wins yeah definitely interesting. So I guess time will tell. <laughs> but yeah, they're saying we should hear next week. On that. Cool. So, so yeah, um, and and that's it for the film and TV news. Uh, next up, we've got a little interview. The interview this week's with a a guy called Ryan Talbot. Uh, he's also known as Anamug, uh, which is the the other name he goes by. Um, he is a composer for um, a little sci-fi film, which has been getting really good reviews. Um, it's got uh, on Vimeo, uh, the the video sharing site. It's, it was on as a staff pick, um, so you can go on and watch it for free. It's about forty minutes long, I think. Um, so it's a, this little short film. Um, it looks and sounds beautiful. Uh, it's it's a, a little story about a sort of guy that goes into space. It's, it's sort of a little bit abstract in places. Um, he's a really interesting guy. He's quite early on in his career, um, so he's doing he's done the music for this. He had some music picked up to use in the Blackfish documentary, which is the thing about the uh, the, the whales. Mm. Um, he's uh, also done um, lots of advertising bits and pieces as well uh so uh yeah had a chance to sit down with him and, and talk for about 15 minutes so um here you go here's that interview hi dave hi ryan how are you good how are you i'm i'm very well thank you uh you're in la at the moment aren't you yes i am yeah you've moved there what last year you were in australia before that yeah i lived in australia for about eight years uh, in Sydney, and then moved to Los Angeles uh, last July. Nice. <laughs> I'm originally from Texas, though. <laughs> you shifted about a bit. Why, why did you end up going to Australia? Well, I went for school there initially, but then I just started working. And <laughs> yeah. then I just stayed because <laughs> I had a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and what, what drew you back to L.A.? Or to LA. Yeah, a lot of uh, projects that we're doing. Uh, I just started building a lot of relationships with people that were based in LA, and a lot of the projects I was doing, the clients, a lot of clients were based out of LA as well. So uh, it was always kind of in the cards for me to move here eventually. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was kind of ready to come back to the states. Um, and LA is really it was either going to be LA or New York. You know, yeah. it's just. That's kind of where my friends are at, and you know where my uh, colleagues are at as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to get into the uh, if you want to get into the film and TV stuff, LA is probably the best place to be. I would have thought. Yeah, all the you know, 
in LA, it's, it seems like it's just an unlimited supply of resources for musicians that, yeah. you know, if I need recording of some weird random instrument, somebody around here plays it. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that's, that's quite true. You, uh, yeah, you need to talk to somebody like Nate Barr if you want really weird random instruments. He's got yeah. like stuff made out of bone and all sorts of bizarre oh, things. So um, you've got a, a soundtrack for a short film called Anomaly, which is uh, is upon released online at the moment. Um, how did you get involved with that? So the director, Solomon, and I have been, we, we, we worked together for a couple of years uh, on just numerous different projects. And he approached me one day with this idea for what was at the time was a three minute film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, it was kind of like a, just a little promo type. And I thought it was really cool, uh, the concept. And we were chatting a lot about sounds and um, how he wanted to kind of fuse sound design with the score and uh, get really experimental with it. Yeah. Uh, so he had gotten a couple others involved, started putting together concepts, and then it turned and then it then it had a script and then the script you know kept being written longer and longer and before <laughs> it became it, it you know the i think the original length before it was even edited was maybe an hour right uh, so they had to trim a lot you know so it turned into a pretty long short film yeah <laughs> and, you know and two years later is when i finally started working on it cool i mean it's a concept yeah <laughs> It's. Um, do, you, do you want to explain a little bit of what the film is is about, just for people that haven't caught it yet? Yeah. So the film is. Uh, it is an abstract film. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the viewer can kind of take out of it what they what they want, uh, but it's basically about this young astronaut, and um, he kind of he has this mission in space, uh, and the girl basically says tells him I'm pregnant and uh, he has you know they have no concept of why she's pregnant yeah and um, so there's this kind of tension there and he goes in space and then there's this kind of side story uh, of this old scientist that becomes a recluse his name's Noel Fitz basically he has these theories that have been shunned by the scientific community and regarded yeah. as nonsense yeah um but then in the end, it's kind of like this, all these pieces come together. Um, and, you know, we see the comet come through and there's this, there's this major kind of, I guess it hints to this major kind of astronomical shift in the universe in a yeah. way. So it's very, yeah, it's very, it's very much an art piece. It's very abstract. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, it's, it's impressionistic and you just, it's kind of like following these characters on the journey you know, exploring relationships between humanity, uh, the natural world, and the cosmos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting what you were saying about the uh, the sound design mixing in with the the soundtrack, um, because the the soundtrack is is so important in in mm -hmm. a, a piece like that. 
Um, and it's a great little film, particularly the uh, the one bit I, you really notice the sound design and the, and the score coming together is is when the comets come in or the yeah. comet comes in, uh, and you get that sort of crescendo of of noise. Yeah. Um, is it, really quite impressive, and it, it it's um, visually it's beautifully shot as well. Mm. Um, it's a really nice piece of work. You've been working on other projects as well. You do some sort of short movies, but um, you, you're also doing kind of advertising stuff as well. Most of the stuff I've done for the past couple of years has been a lot of advertising, you know, uh, trading tracks that get sync licenses. And, uh, you know, I get a call to do some custom scoring for certain ads. Uh, yeah. You know, um, yeah, that's I would say that's been the bulk of my work. Uh Film scoring is kind of is you know I'm on a new journey I guess when it comes to film scoring you know doing these, <laughs> you know I'm, right now I'm about to be working on a feature film oh wow so uh, it's like a uh, a monster film a monster out of the outback kind of <laughs> films you know so that'll be that'll be an interesting one uh, so yeah yeah it's it's kind of I guess my career is kind of evolving a little bit yeah yeah. Um, you, you've done bits and pieces for, for Microsoft and Red Bull, uh, mm-hmm. and McLaren. Um, how, how is the approach different when you're doing uh, like short little pieces like that compared to doing, um, features or, you know, movies? Yeah. I feel like the shorter the film it is, the more the emphasis on editing around the music. So a lot of times the music yeah. will come first. Yeah. Uh, or they find a track that they already like and it's and, and basically uh or they find a track of mine that they already like that I need to just go rebuild from scratch and and retweet but um a lot of times I'm asked to come up with a pretty locked structure of the score and something they could they can edit to and cut to right um but then with a film, because, you know, with narratives, it's kind of they have to make sure they're editing and uh, representing the story properly, not yeah. just for the sake of bending it around music. So with that, with, with Anomaly, it was kind of a give and take. We'd go back and forth. They would, you know, they wouldn't sacrifice the story just to edit a cool scene for the music. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is, I feel like the shorter it gets, the more the music comes first. Yeah. The majority of time, at least with my experience. Yeah. You've been working with uh, the uh, Bleeding Fingers Custom Music Shop, which is Hans Zimmer's. Um, what, what is that? Is that, that like a, a school of some sort? Yeah. That, well, no, it's it's a basically a production house. Oh, okay. They, they, uh, I did that last year. Okay. I was creating some tracks for them. I think it was last year. Uh I might uh, have lost track of time, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they kind of did this competition, uh, a worldwide competition with composers, and they submit uh, demos and stuff like that. And basically, I was in the top three, and um, I went and got to visit the studios there, and um, yeah, and I did some tracks for them uh, for Survivor and uh, oh, cool. yeah, a couple others. So. Uh, but yeah, that was that was I think that was early last year, if I remember correctly. Okay, 
So you, you're doing uh, the advertising stuff. You're sort of starting to get into feature work. Is, is that where you sort of want to go, features, TV, that sort of thing? Yeah, I think I'd love to uh, work in features. It's, it's a different experience than, you know, uh, doing short advertising work. Uh, I feel like I can create larger emotional arcs yeah. through film scoring and I feel like I can even get creative, more creative with sounds. And uh, whereas with ads, sometimes you just have to do something that works. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, if I get too creative, you know, the client's like, "What? What the heck have you done?" Because <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, with film scores, it's kind of exciting because I get, you know, I get the chance to record interesting things and really come up with cool concepts. Yeah. Um, with Anomaly, it sounds like you're using um, like a, a full orchestra in places in that. I, I'm, is that samples or is that, or you actually, did you actually pull people together for that or? Uh, a lot of uh, the strings that you're hearing are live recorded, but not live recorded with an ensemble. Okay. They're live recorded with a soloist that would, we'd, layered and layered because we wanted a sense of scale but still being able to hear the intricate textures of a soloist uh you know kind of doing random kind of bowings on the string and yeah. stuff like that. but uh, but then then the rest is a lot of sense sounds and sound design and you know kind of static noises and uh a bit of sampled brass as well yeah um what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned um, in, in your career so far composing? Uh, I would say, to be honest, I would say remember remembering who your boss is. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you when a composer gets hired by a director, you are working on something that's their baby. Yeah, and and if you know, a composer really has to kind of let down their guard and not be so precious about, you know, what their sound is or what they do, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they're really trying to serve the purpose of what the director wants for the story. So, uh, I feel it's always in my best interest to, um, be quick, be as quick as I can, but on point with what exactly the director wants while, you know, kind of, a lot of times it's really great when you get a director that gives you the creative freedom to create whatever you want. Yeah. But the majority of times uh, you have to stick to, you know, the director's brief <laughs> and not get to, you know, well, that's not what I do. Or, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Or, or else you just become an artist and, and release your own solo albums. Yeah. 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 No. Well, I'm I'm a, a web designer by day, so I you know we we have similar things when you get clients and they want to move something yeah. to you know it's it's the same sort of situation. It's like, well, I wouldn't do it like that, but you know if that's what you yeah. want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I'm I'm well aware of of, uh, of yeah. that sort of uh, issue. Um, what sort of composers inspire you? You know, to be honest with you, I, I actually don't listen to as much film music these days. I grew up listening to a whole lot of film music, but um, I still do. But I listen to so much variety of artists as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, and abstract and instrumental artists. And uh, I feel like even if there's composers whose style I don't really care for that much, I still kind of... I. 
I kind of like everything. I feel inspired by a whole lot of things. Uh, but I'll kind of take bits and pieces from different things I hear and incorporate it into mine. Yeah. But a lot of, say, what you hear in Anomaly might be inspired not by another film composer, but by some sound I heard and some random artist I found on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of music recommendations would you have? Is there anybody that you've come across recently that you think should get more exposure? uh... Um, Well, you know, there's a couple of artists that I remember hearing, you know, when it was just kind of like one album out. Yeah. And now it feels like they're starting to become more in the mainstream and their tracks are landing on films and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, film soundtracks. And, you know, uh, like one of my favorite artists right now is Woodkid. Okay. And I'd, I'd love to see him uh, do a score. He's got a great <laughs> sound. So, uh, yeah, and, and a couple others like um, Apparat and stuff like that. But, you know, I feel like they've kind of hit a certain market, but over the past couple of years, I really feel them. It, some of that's coming, becoming more in the mainstream. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll have to go and look those up on Spotify. Um, I, I wanted to ask you actually, cause you've got another name that you, cause Ryan Talbot's your name, but you've got another name you go by as well, which is the Animog. Is that right? Animog. Animog. Yeah. yeah. Where, where's that come from? Well, you know, that that's just a made up name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Doesn't mean anything. Uh, I really just wanted a way to separate my ad work from my film work. I see. Okay. From a branding perspective, because some of my ad work does not represent what I would consider my sound at all. And it's, and I just wanted to have, I guess, in a sense, two different brands. Whereas Animo, there's a certain sound to it. It's, and you kind of know what that sound is. Whereas in the ad work, I might do something that sounds, you know, uh, you know, like a like a shindig in South, you know, <laughs> yeah. or something, you know. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily the the styles were all kind of all over the place, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted something that felt a little bit more narrow, a bit more uh, specific, you know, for my film work. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, you know, you, you've as you say, if you're if you're doing stuff that that you don't think represents you, it, it make seems like a good idea to have that sort of split between the the two. Yeah. Um, I've got one last little question, which we ask everybody, which um is we we cover a lot of TV uh on the website that I run, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so we always ask. Are, are there any shows that you're watching at the moment, uh, I, uh, either that you love just because you love them or you love because you like the music in them, uh, you like the composing, you know, any of that sort of stuff? On, on like, TV shows? Yeah, TV shows. To be honest, I'm rarely in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, uh, I've got friends that tell me, oh, you've got you to gotta get into this show or this <laughs> show. And I just haven't... Uh, I haven't, I haven't done it. I don't know. I, there's no, I can't say there's a show I watch other than, uh, the occasional sitcom. That's it. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're going to be the first guy we've had on that just doesn't watch TV. <laughs> well, it's like I do, but it's, it's, I might sit in from it for about 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, and watch an episode of King of Queens or something. <laughs> and go, the only other times I'm sitting there for maybe hours is if I put in a movie. Yeah. But I haven't haven't gotten any to any of the TV shows, even though I've 
heard great things about a lot of them that, you know, uh, so, but I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I'll get inspired by something. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll tell you, the, the one the one that always comes up, certainly from the composer side of things, the one that, that everybody comes up with is Homeland, uh, which is Sean Callahan's show. Um, and uh, every time I talk to somebody and you ask them that question, the, yeah. the, the show they come back with is, oh, yeah, I love Sean stuff in Homeland. <laughs> so maybe start with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um I shall let you go and get back to your day. Um, it's been really nice to talk to you. Um, yeah, thank you. I, you know, I hope everything goes great. And uh, what, what was the? Did, can you tell me what the feature film is you're you're working on? Do you know what the name of it is yet? It's called Red Billabong. Okay, cool. It's an Australian. It's coming out of Australia. Okay, cool. Oh well, keep an eye out, out for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Okay. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. So that was the interview with Ryan. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, next up, we've got some air dates. First thing coming up, uh, we've learned that uh, Under the Dome Season 3 will be coming to Channel 5 in June. Looking forward to that coming back. I really like that show. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it, in all honesty. Yeah. I've not watched terrestrial TV in a while. <laughs> it's, it's actually, that's one worth going seeking out. If you, I'm not yeah. sure if it's on Netflix or, or Amazon or, or whatever, but that's that's one worth um, going to look at. It's uh, Stephen, it's Stephen King, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is yeah. Stephen King. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good fun. I, I enjoyed that. They definitely want to, to go back to. Um, there was a little story that said uh, Doctor Who Season 9, it looks like it's coming in September. Um, it, I mean, we kind of knew it would be around then anyway, but it, lo- it looks like it's September rather than late August. Um, the big one, Chicago Fire, um, mm. Season 3. Sky Living have finally given it an air date. Um, so this is 23rd of June at 9pm. Uh, I know there was an awful lot of people asking about that because it it had been delayed and delayed and delayed. Um, Another thing coming back for the final time, or at least the final time in this format, uh, Top Gear. Uh, The final special has just been given and announced a date today. Uh, That's the 28th of June at 8pm, so that's on its traditional Sunday slot. That's a 75-minute sort of special episode. Um, apparently they got Clarkson back in to do some voiceover work, but he wasn't paid for it. It was done under his old contract. Right, okay. Uh, and I know Hammond and May went in and shot some linking bits as well. So Hammond and May may be on screen, Clarkson won't be. You'll just hear him doing uh, voicing the, some of the films. Um, so, yes, sad to see that go, but, mm. you know, it's, uh, it, I'm also quite interested to see what they do next. So. Yeah. Um, next up, Corden. Uh, not to be confused with the US remake of this show. This is a the Belgian series uh, about a deadly virus that closed off the centre of Antwerp. Um, there's a US remake coming by Julie Pleck, the woman behind Vampire Diaries. Uh, that's not called Corden anymore. It's called Contagion now. Um, that version set in Atlanta. This is the uh, Belgian Flemish version. It's coming to BBC Four, obviously. Uh, that's on the twenty seventh of June at nine pm. Why would the Americans just leave things alone? <laughs> just stop remaking things. Just because something is in another language doesn't mean it's wrong or bad. <laughs> no, but it's in another language. <laughs> uh, there is a comedy coming to Dave uh, called Last Man on Earth. Um, it's a sort of high concept. Uh, comedy uh, coming in August um, 
it's basically about a guy who, who uh, after a virus wipes out a large portion of the world's population, discovers he's the last man left alive. Um, it's got um, Christian Skull from Flight of the Concords and various other things uh, in it. Um, there's a character called Melissa, played by January Jones. Um, there's... Uh, a guy called Todd, so he's obviously not the last person in life. I was going to say, he's not. He's, he's got a bloody cast of at least three. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not the last person alive. He's supposed to be the last man on Earth. Right, what okay. it's called. But there is a character called Todd in there, played by Mel Rodriguez. Um, uh, there's And the guy that's playing the lead is um, Saturday Night Live's uh, Will Ford, I think the guy's name. He's playing a character called Phil Miller. Um, so... Yeah, uh, it's it sort of sounds like it could be a terrible sitcom, but I, having seen the bits of trailers for it, it looks kind of a bit quirky and off the wall, so it could be mm. kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, and say so picked up by Dave uh, should be coming at some point in August. Um, then there's a few renewals. Uh, episodes has been renewed for a fifth season, um, which I'm really happy about because I love <laughs> that show. Uh, it's awesome. Um, cancellation: uh, the returned, not returning. This is the US version. Um, cancelled after 10 episode first season good uh, so yeah leave dead. things alone that aren't in your language <laughs> dead and gone um, so that's that's one of the versions actually you know both the US versions of the remakes of that have gone because <laughs> the other one's gone as well Resurrection the other one I think yeah. is it called Resurrection that's that's gone as well um, uh, Bates Motel has been renewed for two more seasons so that takes it up to season five that also sounds a bit like that may be five seasons and that's your lot but mm. they've not said that they've just said they've renewed it for two seasons um and news just in today uh penny dreadful's been renewed for a third season as well Yay! so that's awesome uh a few things coming up next week on tv we've got uh undercover which is a new com- new comedy coming uh to dave um that starts tonight at nine o'clock um that stars daniel rugby as a neurotic cop um, Person of Interest Season 3 uh, that returns uh, with Episode 9 that's on the 18th of June at 10pm uh, that's definitely worth watching it to, I, I, actually we need to have a conversation about this <laughs> I thought I was going to get away with it then <laughs> no no you're not because we had this conversation at work and have you been back and watched any more of them no right. I can't bring myself to it I'm sorry, I'm going to apologise. What I texted you was very rude. <laughs> it was. Because you just, know I love that show. And, and, I'm, I do apologise, I'm and sorry. Chris, Chris texted me some incredibly rude things about it, going, this is rubbish, or words to that effect. And uh, and he's he's incredibly wrong. And that's all I can say. Um, and I, I, I honestly don't know how you can not like that show. I really don't. I don't know how you... It's mind-boggling. Because it's basically... It's Batman. It's Batman but, but, without but the gear. not a massive Batman film. Uh, fan, uh, even. No, no, but... 
It's just, <laughs> just I despair. I just I will give it another go. I will watch some more, and then we can talk about it next time I'm on. Yes. Um, okay. You need to watch more of it because it is a good show. Okay. Um, and you know, give it give it time to okay. settle in because it's been a while since I've seen the first season, so I can't remember exactly what that's like. But it's definitely worth watching. <laughs> uh, you can't remember it was bad or not then. I, no, I, I, I can't. But, out of your memory. I can't. That's but I've, why I, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm on season. I've been through season three now, and I okay. love it now. So, uh, and yeah. I must. No. Like, yeah, but I must have liked it to continue watching it, surely. <laughs> You're just stubborn. You're just stubborn. Whereas I have the attention, as we've discussed on many occasions, yes. of, of a goldfish or a, or, or a small mammal. Yes. Um, and if it doesn't grab me in the first episode, I give up. Yes. Need to go back to that and watch more of it. Um, so, yes, uh, Chris is wrong. Watch person of interest. Um, New Girl Season 4, uh, 18th of... Um, June at 9pm um, so that's Stewie Justin and Al back again uh, Perception Season 3 Part 2 18th of June at 9pm um, Mindy Project Season 3 so that's back again and that's 18th of June at 9.30 lot of things on 18th of June um, mm. Half the Record which which did, I, I don't know that you know about this because we, we talked about this last week I think um, it's David Hasselhoff in a mockumentary and it's called Hoff the Record. Uh, that starts. Oh, I day. thought you were. I thought you were just going. I thought you were going to give me some gossip then. No, <laughs> no, 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 Hoff no. the Record. Well, it's not good to do it on a podcast then. No, <laughs> no, no. It's it's a it's a TV show starring David David Hasselhoff in right. a, as a spoof version of himself in a mockumentary, and it's called Hoff the Record. Okay. Eighteenth uh, of June, nine pm. Um, definitely definitely worth watching <laughs> that sounds ludicrous uh there's the saboteurs which is coming to more four that's um a a i think it's british norwegian drama although uh it's about second world war um special operations people helping norway to sabotage uh nazi nuclear weapons that's on the 19th of june at 9 p.m morph um is back <laughs> and that's at 11.40 a.m. on the 20th of June. Um, yay, morph. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a CBBC. Um, Black Work, which is uh, Sheridan Smith's new show that's on ITV. Um, uh, Sheridan starts as a policewoman investigating the murder of her husband. That's on 21st of June at 9 p.m. The Brink... Um, that's on Sky Atlantic at the 22nd June at 10pm. Uh, that's the new uh, comedy about a uh, geopolitical crisis in Pakistan starring oh Tim Gro- That's Tim Robbins and Jack Black uh, and it's an HBO show. So uh, I, uh, though that sounds ridiculous, will probably be brilliant. Yeah. Um, then we've got uh, My Mad Fat Diary Season 3. Um, that uh, is a comedy. Turns for its final season. That's on 22nd June at 10pm. And we've got uh, True Detective, which starts um, on the 22nd June at 9pm. That's Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn in this version, taking over from uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Helson. Um, so I'm looking forward to that coming back. And I think that's all of them this week. Cool. Um, so hope you enjoyed all that uh if you want to get in touch you can reach us on uh 
podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can also visit the website throughout the week and you get all the latest air data updates and news. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter and tweet at us at Geektown or find us on Facebook and come and like us on facebook.com forward slash Geektown. Uh, also, if you're on iTunes, can you go on and uh, leave us a rating and uh, maybe write a nice little review because that <laughs> helps us get found in search. Uh, that's a lot for this week. We'll be back next week. I will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.